Yeah, so the Nana's are, Nana's for Native Forest are this absolutely formidable force um, that's come up out of Margaret River, but now spread around the southwest and into Perth. And they're calling for the full protection of the southwest's Carrie and Jarrah Forest for climate and biodiversity. And I think one of the strongest messages that they're telling is that you know, they really feel this responsibility to act for their grandchildren um, so that they have a, a safe climate future and, and beautiful forests and wildlife that they've experienced in their lives. So they've done a couple of, uh, you know, really excellent actions in the southwest forest in Helms and McCorkill Forest last year and then had a meeting with uh, Minister Dave Kelly uh, in December last year and they say that they were just really frustrated um, that uh, still nothing's changing, nothing's happening to protect those forests that they love and, and no need to be protected. So they've identified that Simcoa, which is where we were yesterday, is the major buyer of Jarrah logs. They're um, buying huge quantities of Jarrah every year from the state government and turning it all into charcoal and sending it up in smoke. So they went in there in a, for a citizen's inspection, they called it, um, and... Uh, got this extraordinary footage of what's going on behind the gates. Indeed, and I guess it's like quite inspiring personally to see people uh, of an older generation taking this kind of action. We've seen similar with uh, some of the, the grandparents involved in Extinction Rebellion and, and so forth, and it's really, uh, I think, personally quite inspiring to see some of the more militant activists, perhaps a little bit sad, but some of the more militant activists are, are these uh, grandparents. Uh, w what took place uh, when, when they went into, uh, into these offices? Were there any arrests? Uh, is, is it sort of, um, you know, can you just talk us through what happened in the actual, the actual action? Yeah, so there was about 70 people um, broken into two groups, 30 people, or mostly uh, all of the nanas, um, all of the people that were inside were, were nanas, um, except for a couple of people who were taking footage. Um, and then the rest of us outside were support crew and there was a couple of nanas with us doing some media commentary. So about 30 of them went inside the gates and uh, they were walking around these piles of Jarrah logs that just absolutely... You know, you, you can't, it's so staggering and I really encourage people to just go and have a look at the images because there's no way to describe the scale of the loss of our Jarrah forest until you see what's happening behind these fences. Um, so they were walking among these massive logs and piles of charcoal, uh, blocks of Jarrah that are being ready to be made into charcoal. Um, eventually the police arrived. It actually took far longer than everybody was anticipating. Um, and they went into the yards and they found the nanas and they escorted them out. They said that they were going to be sending them trespass infringement notices in the mail and expecting them to just pay them like a fine. So they shouldn't be, you know, it probably won't be on a, on a criminal record, but um, they are expecting to be fined for, for having gone in there. Now, if we can just talk a little bit about some of the, I guess, uh, broader economic implications of, of this practice. Uh, Simcoa, as you say there, are, are using a lot of our native Jarrah and turning it into charcoal. But it's it's not even really economically, uh, I guess, viable, is it? It's it's not as though we're getting any value out of these uh, these native forests by allowing Simcoa to just simply turn it to charcoal. No, absolutely not. Um, the native forest logging operations have been running at a loss to the state for years now. Uh, since 2014, they've been, there's been this steady decline in, in profitability and it now operates at a loss. Um, but some of the big companies are still making a profit. I mean, Simcoa are only paying between $19 and $25 per tonne for these Jarrah logs. Uh, they've got a ministerial agreement that um, provides them with more than 100,000 tonnes of Jarrah logs every year. And we've seen con copies of contracts that show that that could go up to 210 to 260,000 tonnes of Jarrah per year. 
ordinary punters are paying $300 for a tonne of firewood. Um, but then the flip side of that, of course, is that uh, Jarrah Honey, for example, sells for $30,000 per tonne. And you don't have to cut down the Jarrah tree in order to produce that. You can keep doing that uh, year after year. Um, and, of course, that also means that the forests are left standing for all of their other incredible values, like drawing down carbon out of the atmosphere and looking after our rivers and bringing our rainfall. So I think it's an absolute no-brainer. It doesn't matter whether your primary concern is environmental, social, economic. Uh, it's obviously time that we transition the timber industry and stop logging our native forests. Jess, you've been involved in this campaign perhaps as long as uh, most of our listeners or any of us have been paying attention. And, of course, we go through cycles of different governments here in WA and different promises are made in terms of ending native forest logging. We have a Labor government in at the moment that I I guess there was a lot of hope around, uh, you know, this this government in terms of environmental issues, in terms of native logging and so forth. But unfortunately, as you're outlining there, you know, native logging is continuing and and at quite an alarming rate. We are heading into an election uh, come uh, March this year. What, what, what's, I guess, your, your stance on the sort of the major political parties? Has there been any movement in terms of actually committing to uh, ending or at least decreasing native logging here in WA at all? Or is there, is there going to be a real push leading up to the election to ensure that they, they at least commit to doing, you know, doing that or going some way to doing that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot in that. And, you're, and you know, you're, you're spot on on all of those um things that you're pointing to. Labor do have a really strong, you know, an important legacy on having done good things on the forest in the past. Um, and there is an expectation that they'll continue to do those good things. There's really, you know, there, there's a tension point, I think, for governments of whether they look after the environment or whether they look after jobs and the economy. But there is no tension point there in this case, because looking after the forest does, in fact, look after people's jobs and the economy. We have only got eight weeks till the election, and we're um, we're going at absolute. Um, <laughs> we are, we're at full tilt, um, working really hard in some key electorates in the metro area and also in the southwest, right across the southwest. Um, and uh, we're not we're, we're we're fully anticipating that Labor are going to hear loud and clear from people that um, that this is a, a very live and very important urgent issue that West Australians um, are 100 percent behind. We've just had some polling done that shows that. of West Australians uh, want a full end to all native forest logging and a transition of the timber industry. So it's not a uh, risky or or complicated um, policy change that needs to to occur. Uh, And we'd really encourage people to get involved in it because, you know, we're hearing people in the the community saying that this is just a COVID election and um, that that's all the people are going to be voting on. Well, you know, I fully, um, I totally disagree with that. I think that we always have to be pushing for the things that we know are happening in the the, the undercurrent and and the environmental, particularly the the climate emergency, uh, is something that hasn't gone away uh, and we still need to be making sure that we're working hard at every level of society to be uh, protecting the environment, the forest particularly in this case, so that we can get ourselves onto a stronger footing, not just for the next six or 12 months, but for future generations as well. Certainly. And you would think that if it is a safe election for Labor, as uh, most people are expecting, that there would be more room for them to actually implement some uh, progressive or, you know, so-called sustainable policies around this stuff. Just very quickly, Jess, if people want to get involved, whether that's in the election campaign or just more broadly in groups like uh, Nana's for Native Forests or in uh, Wafer itself, what's the best way that they can do that? 
Well, there's still about 100 tickets left for the John Butler uh, concert and screening of Cry of the Forest in Manjimup on Saturday, uh, this week, Saturday the 23rd. Um, so definitely come along to that. Um, and uh, then, you know, the, the, our Facebook pages are absolutely heaving Instagram as well. So WA Forest Alliance and also Nanas for Native Forests. Or go to our website, wafa.org.au, and there's a banner at the top there that you can click through to get your tickets to the John Butler gig and screening of the film. Um, and always feel free to contact me directly through um, the wafa.org.au website. We love um, bringing new people into this team and we're having a rocking time at the moment, so you should get involved.